This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, Cardinal fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. Coming to you from the patio studios, of course, and always brought to you by our friends at the Innovated Companies. That's Innovated Companies, my man Randy Green. Home hey, I got to hold on. Hang on. Let me, I got to interrupt you. Okay, go ahead. What is Brian doing, our producer? What do you mean? What's he doing? I mean, we have this fabulous intro, right? And he doesn't put yesterday's win on there. No, I guess not. It, wasn't that a big enough deal in Cardinal Nation? That was historic. It was historic. Does that call not get on the broadcast here, bud? Well, I mean, you know, but to be maybe Brian's one is part of those guys out there in the Twitter, oh, with the yeah. fake account, and <laughs> let's he, go at it. He's trolling everybody out there. Well, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy and Stephanie, yeah. inter- interrupting Jim on a roll, but you know, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know where that is because that was know. historic. I think that we might not ever lose again. You know what? I, I think your break-in comment deserves a flush from the plumbing division from innovative companies i'm not quite sure i'm really not quite sure where you're going with your comment there um uh, so yes we'll start with the plumbing division from innovative companies because that's a big flush that was a as uh as the man says in the show that's a reach is what that was and then uh you know hey once again innovative heating and cooling our hot and cold red birds hopefully now we're hot and hot for a while which would be nice Get back in this playoff picture. Yesterday could have been the start. Heating and cooling division, right? And then yeah. we got the electric division. We had some electric stuff going on down at the stadium yesterday. I guarantee you it was electric. And, of course, the construction team. Randy and Stephanie Green, 35 years experience. Randy's a second-generation craftsman and an all-around tremendous human being. Get him involved in your project early. Save yourself time, energy, and money. Well, we assume the guys that were on the outs with Mike were very electric in the clubhouse when they walked in yesterday, right? Well, I'm, I guess we're going to assume that. All right. We got a lot of stuff we're tying in here for Randy and Stephanie. Yeah. Um, well, hey, listen. Let's Okay, so obviously um, lots going on down at the ballpark in the last, what, 36 hours? Do I have my math right? Is my math right? Is it 36 You were hours? never strong in math, Jim. 48 hours? We'll go with is that. Is it 48 hours? I, I don't know what time it is right now. I had a long day yesterday. Lots of uh, beverages involved in the night before for a, for a uh, happy birthday to my mother-in-law, tremendous lady. Um, went out and had some wine on the hill. Tremendous evening. Um, you know, uh, 
so yes, uh, big doings happening over there. I think we all in here at times uh, wanted uh, to portray a image, or, or not an image, we wanted to portray a message of, you know, I don't think everything is always as it seems. That being said, I, I mean, I, I, I guess we could go around the room. I don't think we really have to, but I think we would all agree that it was probably time. I think we had come to that realization a little bit back. Um, make no mistake about it, a good man lost a job. Um, I, I, you know, it's not like he's going to go hungry. So, I mean, we're not talking about that. I see a lot of people going, he's a great guy, he handled this well. I, I would, knowing of him, I would have expected him to handle it just as he handled it. Um, you know, he's a human being. Is he, in, is he unhappy inside to some degree? I, I, I don't know how you couldn't be. Um, but I thought he handled it exactly like I thought he would handle it. Will he be another manager someday? I don't know. Maybe. A lot of people he'll say he'll never get another managing job because he was overmatched. I would argue and say there's probably a lot of good managers that their first job may have been a little, somewhat overmatched. Um, or worse. Or could worse. Be. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them were worse. How about Joe Torrey? Yeah. yeah. He was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. And then he got to... New York. New York, and the players made him a Hall of Fame. And that voice you hear to my right in the chair today, which is always nice to have when his flight's a little bit later on Mondays, on the M4ByYachty.com hotline, Benji Molina. Benji, um, you were there at the stadium, obviously, all weekend. Um, everybody knows you do the Spanish broadcast and how much fun you're having with that. Um, you know, We have a Latin flavor, if you will, on the team. I know the guys enjoy you being around we see them routinely point up to you upstairs i know you're you know i know you're friends with all the guys in the clubhouse not just the latin players i mean you're friends with all of them they all respect you as a man who's you know has a lot to offer to the game uh, obviously your brother is same way in the clubhouse very well thought of um you were in the locker room um i'll let you give us as much as you want to give us as far as whatever you want to talk about whether it be the mood whether it be the timing, whether it be just moving on, any of your thoughts, I'll let you give as much as you feel like you can give. No, it's a it's a really tough day. Uh, it was a really tough night. I bet you for Martini when he got that message across, you know, when they told him that he was done. Um, very tough. Uh, we, me and Josh, we were talking earlier, and we were saying that they they do everything together. Mike is one of those. Uh, Mike, you know talk to all the coaches and they do whatever they want to do all together so it was a very rough night uh in that matter right um but it's another opportunity to another guy to step in and maybe do a great job and become a hall of fame manager you know that's that's the way they see it every time you put a manager out there you're expecting this guy to do the job you're expecting this guy to win the same same thing they did with Matini when he came in so um the feeling in the clubhouse was kind of weird. Yesterday was a lot better. Uh, I saw I saw more life in the clubhouse than I seen before. Obviously, it's not Martini's. Um, I'm not blaming Martini for anything. It's just that how it was. I'm, I'm just saying how it was. Um, the days before was really quiet. Not many people in the clubhouse, and they they didn't hang around. And but. But yesterday, before the game, I mean, you could see the you could see the guys moving around, jumping around, and, and joking. You can hear the clubhouse. Uh, so, I, I thought it was a little different. Um, I'm not sure, and I'm not gonna put anybody's uh, words on anybody's mouth. 
But the guys that were having trouble with Matini, you know, obviously now they're happy. He's gone, and um, Mabry is another one that touched my heart because I know how good he is. I know how how great he is on what he does, you know, and how smart he is. And I bet you Mueller said, if you go, I go. You know, that's what I would have done if, I, if I'm a helper of, of Mabry. If they get Mabry out, I would have I been gone. I don't take the job because I'm sure they asked Mueller to step in and say, hey, man, you want this is your job. It's like, nope. He goes, I'm, I'm gone. And I would have done the same thing. So that one hurt too because um, talking to a bunch of coaches yesterday, they all say the same thing. They are human beings. They got families, and they depend on these jobs. They uh, maybe didn't make $100 million in his career. He needs, they need these jobs. They need to be doing well. He, he's, from, he's from here. His whole family grew up around here or whatever, so he needs this job. Martini's the same way. Uh, but And Miller actually is from here. And yeah. Miller, yeah, 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 he's from here. So they need this job. It's not like people are saying, oh, they're okay, they're millionaires. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. The coaches coaches get paid. If I tell you the number, you, you probably fall off the share, but they don't get paid much. So it was a hard day. You know, it was a tough day, tough, tough night and tough day. You know, luckily and good for us that we got the win and we can, we can actually talk about nicer things sure after the game um kind of following up on on what you're saying there you know again it's this is probably <clears throat> you've been you, know, you were in the game for a long time you went through the game is not always perfect whether it be on the field or off the field lots of things happen um you're a human being too so you're not like i guarantee i've, I've had conversations with you off the record numerous times that Nothing is perfect. No, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's a human being, and everybody has an opinion and isn't entitled to it. Um, you put in time and energy, and you do things, and you see things, and sometimes you see things the way you want to see them. And if something affects you personally, um, and again, I, I, I don't even know why we're dancing on the question. I mean, the, the, the biggest number one is Dexter Fowler. It's silly to even dance around it because it's obvious. You know, the, the thing about that one is, this year. Yeah. The thing about that one is, you know, that's a tough one because for me, because, you know, I don't, I'm not in the clubhouse. And, and here's my thing. I don't even really care about their relationship. I know what the guy did on the field. and um, Which is what counts. And we said it this in the shows before. Right. Like, I don't care if you don't like me, buddy. I want you to go out there on the field and do your job. I bet you... A lot of people, a lot of players probably didn't like Tony La Russa, the way he did things. Right. A lot of players in the Angels didn't like Mike Soshik because I've talked to some of them. I'm not talking about these days right? when I was there. But they went out there and performed, and that's what you got to do. But right. if you if you don't like the manager and then you go out there and you don't do your job, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing. I, and, and, again, I'm just spitballing here, and we can go around the room. This thing at the end, because of how it finished, is going to probably lay a little bit more on some of the recent stuff that we've been that has filled the media. The end of the day, the man probably lost his job at the end of the day because the team didn't perform, and he is in charge of the team performing. Um, a lot of fans have gotten on him over things. And that's why Yadi said too. Yeah, yeah. Yadi specifically yeah. said that it was he on said them, it. right? 
but <clears throat> yeah, but I find it odd too that some media guys around town or or did you see how they? I guess Yachty had, had left the clubhouse before he found out that they let Mike go, and then he said, "I found out on TV." So now people are saying that that relationship had eroded. <laughs> he got out of there because of the tough loss. Yeah, the tough loss, the way they were playing. He was mad as heck, and he didn't want anybody to see that. I mean, I've done it. I I left early, not early before the game's over, but I'm saying like right away after the game. But I also stay. How many times I see Yadi over there sitting down by himself, or sitting down with Osuna, or sitting down with Cafe with Jose Martinez? after the game for one hour just talking baseball talking the game and stuff he does it almost every night and then one night you know that he left and then they start saying all those things it just makes me laugh because they don't understand and they they're not there it's this it's a whole key they're not so would you so then would you like to say on air that their relationship was not bad where the yachty and mike's I don't. I don't think it was bad. I mean, I. I really don't. Um, I would have heard about it. Obviously, I don't think it was bad. Um, the the more Martini had problems with other players, you know. Obviously, we saw that. Uh, obviously, it hurts everybody, no matter who it is, right? Right. You know, like Wainwright probably didn't feel comfortable because of what Martini. What what some players might have problems with Martini. Right. I mean. That's a tough that's spot the way for the that, guys that yes. are the leaders. But that's why that's why Yadi might have not like that. But it's not his thing. It's not his paper. You have to keep going. You have to play the catcher position. You have to hit. You have to do all these things. So he made it hard on him. And and Yadi has said it a million times. Mike is a great person. Right. He's a great motivator. He's a great person. He's a God guy. I mean, he is. He really is. Uh, for most crap he takes, and he still be that nice to people, that's that's pretty cool, man. So they might they might have their problems, but there was always one or two, maybe three guys that had that problem, and then he reflects it on other other players, and right. he kept going all around the whole clubhouse and stuff. But but being a relationship with Mike, Mike texts Yadi almost every day after the games, before the games. I mean, they're always in communications, you know? So I, I can say that they were bad, man. Yeah. They, they were okay. Well, we've had numerous conversations off the air about some of the things that you see and that you hear. And, I mean, I always say that sometimes, you know, we know things sometimes we can't talk about, and that's fine. But then you see how things play out, and then you happen to know a few things, and you're sitting there adding two and two together. And some things don't always add up, but then some things do. And I've said it a hundred times over. I There are things that if I, like, you know, I mean, I, then we'll never get this chance. But, like, today, if I could have a beer with a guy today, I've got some questions for him on, on things. Like, hey, yeah. I, explain this to me. But the reality is he might not is, be able to answer yeah. you. It, it, Jimbo and, and the guys, you know, Steve-O and Josh, listen, what happens in there should stay in there. That's what the problem in the end was. Yes. And it that's, kept coming out uh, to the media. So, but but really... What happens in there it should stay in there, you know, and, and sometimes we're not supposed to know that Fowler is pissed off at the world and Mike, that uh, Wong didn't like this or Riyadi or whoever it was. We, we're not supposed to know, and there's a reason for it. And then when you see those things coming out, a lot of the things that we hear and see on the media are not true. I want people to, unless you say, quote, 
unless you say if you see a paper that says quote da 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 da, da yeah you can believe that because the guy is saying what the guy said with That's cold okay. cut you know because i think we saw that with the saxon article already you know he did use quotes yeah. but he used them in a context that made it you know a That's little what's up with with Saxon said with the whole no comment from well, wait a minute. Listen, you know what I mean listen, because I don't, I don't want to beat that dead horse too much but no, you're right yeah you know what I'm talking yeah here's what I here's what I you know there was so much about that here's the deal on that and this is where the miscommunication is and I wanted to and this is why everybody's like why does Matt Schumacher why does he have to butt in I'm going to tell you why he butted in because again people are misreading that whole thing a what he wrote is absolutely happening. Benji said as much. It goes on in every clubhouse. The problem, the inaccuracy, okay, that the guys are talking about is the way you portrayed it. You portrayed it as there's something wrong with it. We're telling you as players what he's doing, there is nothing wrong with it. And you want to label him a snitch, but that's not how the players see it. The players see it as somebody has to let the manager know what's going on in his clubhouse because I promise you, Let's just throw out a hypothetical. I'm not even going to say a name of a player. Let's say player A is out all night. Let's say player A is showing up like not doing his work, not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Right? Okay? The manager can't be in 15 places at once, no matter what anybody thinks. I don't care what manager it is. We, we, we're, not, we're done talking about Mike. I don't care what team this is. So then all of a sudden, the news comes out that player A is doing this and this and this. And what does the media then say? How does the manager not know he's do- this is going on in his clubhouse? This is what I'm talking about. This is where the disconnect in the article is from reality and perception. And it goes back to what I said from the beginning. When that article came out, if you did not like Matheny, your mind automatically went to, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. If you know enough to be dangerous about how it really works, you know that this goes on in every clubhouse. Now, we in this room have the benefit of this guy sitting to our right, and we know things, okay? Because we're somewhat minorly educated on the reality versus perception versus even what we want it to be sometimes. You know, I'm going I'm to tell you what I think it was wrong, and I think it's what Mike said about, oh, yeah, I had him do that. I think that was wrong. You don't, you're not supposed to tell the media you have a guy in the bullpen that is giving you a report. Right. That's how it came across. I agree with you. That That's was the, the only yeah. thing I saw that it was wrong because you, you, don't, you can't say that. I mean, even if you do have somebody, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good that now the guys are like looking at Norris like, what the heck, man? He's going to go report to this guy. The heck yeah. with you. So. That's what I think it went wrong. I think it, he never should have said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I had Norris out there. He's patrolling, and he's reporting to me once in a while what's going on out there. Do you think the players like that crap? Yeah. Now you go out and to McDonald's at 1 a.m. because you're hungry, and now these guys going to – I mean, come on, man. I mean, that, I think that was really wrong. Uh, uh, one of the things that I thought it was wrong that, that he said it, the manager said it. I have somebody reporting to me, reporting to you, and that's what that's how he came out. Right. And I'm like, I think that was wrong. I think he should have just said, no, they know what they're doing out there in the bullpen. They take care of each other out there. Uh, Norris is doing a great job because he's a veteran. He's taking care right. of these young guys. That's all he had to say. And none of these would have come out. Let me ask you this, and, and you know, uh, you know, he's been here since 2012. 
Do you think at times, and we can go around the table on this one, I'll start with you, Steve, but we've seen, and I guess some of it, and again, you know, Benji, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, could some of it just be the newness of being a manager and not understanding sometimes the context of your words? Did you get the sense that sometimes he said things and said them and it's like you're not wording that probably you're, you're probably not relaying what you really want to say here did you ever common get that? sense yeah did you ever get that <laughs> i got it from him at times like i know what you're saying here but you're not relaying it very well did you get that a little bit from yeah him? you get that a lot well you get that a lot with everybody it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in i mean right now everything's so scrutinized and, and people read things differently that's why we always talk about you know, whenever there's a problem, you're starting to send text back and forth. It happened yesterday yeah. in our group text. Yeah. I said something sarcastic. Benji jumped my ass. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. I, that's, that wasn't me. I was being sarcastic. But, no, I, I, you're right. And that's the thing. I always say we need a, we need a font for sarcasm. Right. Almost. And then you need to... <laughs> You need to create that. You, if only there was a company that you work for that had <laughs> sort of... Put a smiley face, though. Yeah. <laughs> I put LOL. <laughs> Is that not the code for... <laughs> not anymore. You got to go to the emojis. We only read emojis. <laughs> so, But no, I mean, in, everywhere. And in, in you run into it all the time. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at, the workplace, at home. It, it's everywhere. People are trying to communicate and there's just a miscommunication yeah you know so all of a sudden one guy reads it one way one guy reads it another way and it just depends on how big a story you want to make it and then what do you do now you're they're defending it backtracking and then you you try to explain it and then that gets blown out of proportion and that's exactly what happened i mean he's trying to you know bail norris out I don't think he's told Norris, hey, here's the deal, man. I need you to go watch all these guys. No, it wasn't that way. But Uh, he's trying to bail Norris out from making Norris look like a jack wagon, you know, out in the the bullpen. And and, and all of a sudden, now Mike's the bad guy. Right. Listen, it happens. These guys need to know what's going on. And, And all they're trying to do is keep people in lockstep. Let's win a championship. Josh, I mean, uh, Josh, you're the younger guy in the room. I mean, you're... You're the media guy. Yeah, you... yeah. Uh, Don't... No, I'm not saying you're media. I'm saying that you are the younger generation and everything has been in the media. Do you dissect words down to their nub or or do you try to put in a little flavor of that doesn't sound right or or the minute... You know, because like I said, in this whole Mark Saxon thing, my my thing is this, and I've said it and I'll, I'll say it again. When I, I'm not a writer, but I can tell you that I know enough to know that if I have this thing that I think is a piece, number one, if if the manager and the lead guy on this aren't trying to backtrack and cover up, and they're actually kind of all, and, and I think in this piece, and don't and, and I I don't quote me on this, but if I'm not mistaken, I want to even say somewhere in the piece, Mike was being kind of funny about it, like was almost joking about it, so. Not that's only, what, that's so, when he went wrong. Well, and, and my point is, so not only do you as a writer think, oh, I've got something here, but if they're not even hiding it. They're talking openly about it, and then the guy says no comment. I think I'm going to do a little more follow-up before I run with the word mercilessly. But mercifully. But that being said, it doesn't matter. Like, again, I'm going back to, to what I said before, and, 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 and I'll start with. So to you, as a media guy, and again, you've heard Benji, Benji. Benji hasn't been shy about it. He said it on the show. This is why Yachty doesn't talk to the media like that. 
He answers questions about the game. He does this. You very rarely see Yachty do something like that for this very reason. And to be quite honest with you, that's sad. That your best player, your iconic guy that's going to have a statue out in front of the stadium, can't be more open with the media for fear of his words being taken like that. So therefore... And it happens to every single team. So therefore, I mean, I, I ask you as a guy that likes to write... Is there a responsibility somewhere to use common sense? See, because, again, I don't know Mark Saxon from, from the guy next door. But this – now, see, if you want to go interpreting things and you want to go – again, we're going to go back to it depends on how you wanted to perceive this article. And to me, it really felt to me like – and I said this. People say, well, you can assume whatever you want to assume. It's almost like the minute Jordan Hicks said no comment, he started doing backflips out there because he's like, man, I got a story here. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, wait a minute – Something's off here because if if something's wrong, why are the main two guys in this openly telling me all about it? Now, maybe people say, well, that's not his responsibility. I think it is your responsibility, and let me tell you why. And your media guys say this all the time. People have no idea when there there is so much out there now that people assume, okay, when they read something, that they're reading something from a quote-unquote credible source that, let's face it, knows more than we do. I say it all the time. Okay, I say it all the time. Poor media can incite a riot. Well, before he starts, um, would you, if you were, if you're Mark Saxon, right? Yeah. Would you write that Dexter hit had a great game and went two for four, or would you write that Dexter and Mike had a little scuffle in the dugout? Which one would you use? Well, yeah, the two for four doesn't make anybody happy. That's what I always say about the media. They're always on the lookout. And it's not bad. It's just what they do, you know. They're always on the lookout. I mean, I had a game, uh, Josh, I had a game. I blocked, like, literally, I, John Lackey, I blocked, like, 20, 20 balls in the dirt, and I saved so many runs. Uh, Barry Cito was dealing, and we were tied, and I got the base hit to get the two-to-one two game, and we end up winning that game. But in the fifth inning, uh, there was basic loaded, no outs. There and there's that pop up. Vladimir Guerrero uh, lined out, or he didn't do the job, or a pop up. And then Benji Molina hit a, a, a dribble right over the bag of a second baseman, and, and, and you know, my speed, they threw me out at first. Right? So the next day in the paper, they forgot that I did a good game with Lackey, two to one game. They forgot the, the, the blocks. They forgot the, the base hit, game-winning hit. They forgot that. And the paper, uh, it said it in big letters, you know, Benji Molina's speed would have scored more runs for the Angels or something like that. And so I saw it and I read it. All they were talking about was my slow speed that I didn't make that base hit loaded, base hit, you know, dribbler, and I didn't make it at first. And, and, and this is early, like in 2000, 2001. And I'm and back then, 2000. I played until 2010, and back then in 2000 or 2001, I um, I realized what they were about, and it's every team. It's not me, it's not the Angels. Every team they're looking out for something, and this team right here in the, in the in the Cardinals, they don't have anything. They don't have anything to talk about. So when they see all these things pop out, they're like, whoa. Let's go at it. Yeah. Hey, we let's got sell newspapers. Yes. You know what I haven't heard at all? That a d- 
dog crap playing team with a manager on the outs with it 173 degrees drew 45 and 46,000 people <laughs> mm-hmm. every night yep. against the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, sir. So tell me why that's not a headline somewhere because you haven't heard that. But I tell you what, I was in right field sweating my ass off along with 46 Hey, you should have come up people. to the booth, buddy. I'd yeah. sent that text out, well, fishing on. line. I never got, well, oh, come on up, well, man. You don't, I got you passed. Well, you don't man. have to send a fishing line. You just tell me, hey, buddy, what's the door? <laughs> I'm sweating hey, down there. Let's not, hey, before we. Hey, I, we have fans coming up to our booth. Come yeah, on. Come on, man. You're family. You can go out anytime. Hey, I want to get. Josh, so as a as a guy that has written a lot of pieces, what do you feel like your responsibility is in that situation? And be honest. Don't give us the answer we want. Tell us the truth. If 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 Josh was sitting there and this is going on, what's going through your mind? I, you need to be honest here. I don't need some. Oh. Hey, but ask oh, him I'll about be, if I'll you be, if no, you I'll work for the St. Louis Post. Well, I. I don't I mean I? That's not my end goal. When I when well, I became have a, a writer, job, buddy. well, yeah, well, when I became a writer and and I've only I've written a handful of uh, you know of, of articles and but one thing being around the game, being around the players and 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 knowing a few of them, you know, I don't want to be that guy because I, I know I know what their 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 job is to do. Their job is to get the clicks online to sell you know back then the newspapers you know get. Get these articles out there and get them, you know, some revenue going through their their business, like the St. Louis Post Dispatch and the Athletic, um, you know. And I'm not about that. They don't, they want to sit there and 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 twist and turn words to where it sounds good for their agenda, for their you know stories. And and I'm not like that. I want factual. I want I want the guy. I want to. Like, if, if Hicks says no comment, first thing that's going through my mind is, well, he's, what, 21 years old? He doesn't know what to say right now. He has no idea. He doesn't know if I should, if he should, you know, say something that, that might get him in trouble or something that's, you know, uh, not politically correct for, for a, a player in MLB. You don't want to so, know what he said when the media came in. I was right there before the media came in with Yachty. In the clubhouse, you don't want to know what he said when those guys opened the door and they started walking in. You don't want to know what these guys think of him. You yeah, don't I, I don't, and, and I don't want to. It doesn't be matter that. who it is. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that sits there and you just got done working your ass off for four innings behind the dish, and I'm sitting here with the, you know, a microphone right in your face trying to get all these questions out of you. Let the guys go home. I get it. It's their part of their job, and it's no, part no, of their. No. They get paid to sit there and talk to the media too, along with paying. You no, know, just, pay but to you play can ask. You know, you I can know come I and yeah. ask. But, but but come on, man. You know what the game was. You saw the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're gonna say, "Hey, Yadi, what happened into Hicks the other day? First pitch, hit by pitch, and uh, and then you're not gonna talk to the day that the day that this is what piss off a lot of players. The day that you do good. They don't go and talk to you. They don't go and say, hey, man, great game. Because that's not the big headline. No. It doesn't matter. And that hate, that, that gets the players heated up, including myself. So whenever I did good, I was like, holy crap, man, I did good. You know, let me see what. It. Nobody came over to talk to me. And they were all with Frankie because he had a tough day. And I'm like, okay. So then I, I, I didn't do the job and I, I didn't throw a guy out. I got an air. Then they come to me. Hey, what happened in this situation? I'm like, no, get the heck out of here, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't talk to the media for a year and a half. Well. A year and a half. 
Yeah. I, and I only did it because... I don't blame you either. I only did it because the PA, PA guy from the team came to me and said, hey, Bimo, I want to take you for lunch. And I'm like, hmm, all right, let's go. So we went over, and, and he just started talking. said, hey, man, we need you. You're our piece here. It's like Yadi, right? Yeah. We need you. You, you, they all want to talk to you, but you're every time you get out and leave and you tell them, get the heck out of here to everybody. I mean, they're trying to do a job. I say, what job? What job, Jim? What job? Maybe that's something we can do. We can start, Jimbo. What do you think? We, we can start the feel good news. Uh, hey, they start in, well, in high school. Why can't we make a, a, a magazine? Yeah, we, we should. But, but, hey, but what Christmas. I'm saying is when you're what are you getting me into here? <laughs> when you're Christ playing, sakes. you know, you're playing Two high birds school. on a bat magazine. I've got yeah. a face for radio. I don't have a, I don't have a mind to write. I don't have the <laughs> well, attention span to read. Well, we're, I mean, we're, 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 hey, hey, Steve-O, we weren't counting on you. No, I was going to say, thank yeah. you. Hey, Jimbo, L-O-L. Yeah. But, you know, messing with you. I know. Yeah. But here's the deal. I mean, when you're first starting off playing and it's high school ball or whatever, it's always, or track or wrestling or whatever, the reporters that are covering the team are coming over for people that do good. Yeah. They want to find out, hey, how'd you do it? I mean, I watch my daughter go through it. I've gone through I it. I watch a baseball team it, the, go through the, it. The, it's yeah. like they come in and they They're say, excited yeah. to see whoever the reporter is that's covering their sport. They want to do good, yeah. and they're excited when the person comes over, and the mom and dad are excited. And all of a sudden, you get to the to pro level, and even the guy at Oklahoma State, the coach, I'm 40, I'm a man. Yeah. He got, you know, all of a sudden, the Division One athletes are now getting torn down. You yeah. know, everybody wants to tear somebody else down well, yes. as opposed to building them up and saying, and, man, that was great. And, and one of the things like that, Jimbo, um, if, you co- if you're the, the guy from the St. Louis Post or whoever, and you come to me only – when something goes wrong, and then when I hit a home run, you don't even show up to me. That's the respect that these players these days have. That's why they don't talk to the media. Right. Well, let, let's get one thing clear here. I know we've kind of went off on a tangent. We can talk about that stuff all day long. To me, But that the is, media is 100% yeah. in it. Right. I want people to know, like fans, media is 100%. It may be more than 100% involved in the game of baseball yes. for players. Right, because they do... They do offer. They can affect. They offer a perception, and again, I think a lot of people take what they write as rule. I didn't think Mark Saxon did anything wrong in the in the in the one that he sent me, the one he sent me to see. He was talking to me, and he said, "Hey, Bima, I want you to check this this piece that I had here, and I want you to tell me honestly what did I do wrong." So the one that I saw, there was nothing wrong in it, and he was taking crap from players. I mean, we had players walking around yelling at him and stuff like that. I mean, it was oh, it was bad. But on that one that he sent me, he, I didn't see anything wrong. He didn't say anything, you know. Now in in a couple of tweets that I seen, he's he's been pretty much straightforward, and I, I wouldn't do that. And you know, I haven't told him yet, but I wouldn't go there because he will lose these guys, and you will not get an interview. I mean, there's guys out there doing with a bunch of of papers. I, I seen guys go like, okay, if he if he's not here, I'll do it. But if he's still here, y'all get the heck out of here. And you get embarrassed and Steve will go has to go by himself over there and not get the piece. Or get it from somebody else later. That's what they do. Well and, and again I, I guess where I was going And you is, don't want that. Right. And and I will say this. I number one, 
let's just say this, and I'm going to say this out loud because I think at times we've been labeled as defending Matheny. Mike Matheny is not not here any longer because of the media. Mike Matheny is not a coach of the St. Louis Cardinals anymore because he did not do his main job, and that is to win. Now, he won. I mean to win. And to us, it's – and again, I – uh, it could be a quote, and, and that's fine. I don't know. I, I mean, I know people think whatever of Bill DeWitt, but he's right. 500's not going to be good enough here. It's just not. Okay? It's just not. So, therefore, that's why Mike Matheny's no longer the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you can write all the articles you, you want. You can do all the things you want. You can hear from guys what a great guy he is, and by all accounts, he's a tremendous human being. Um, you know, I, I think he handled himself amazingly in this in this thing. I, I I would again. I didn't expect him to handle it any other way. I think as a human being, if it was if it was Jimbo here, I don't know that I would have handled it that well. I probably would have went out swinging, maybe not. <laughs> but the reality of it is, most of these guys have a lot more uh, to use a sign for grace than than most people because they're in those positions and they know what comes with it. But at the end of the day, Mike Matheny is no longer the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals because. They did not win to the level that they are expected to win. Now, the other part of this reality of it is, is Mike Matheny alone in this loss? Absolutely not. He is taking the fall, so is John Mabry, Bill Miller, whatever the case may be. They are the first domino to fall in all this. There have been some small dominoes that have fallen over the last few years. I mean, we <laughs> lost a, a pitching coach. Um, uh, we've made a couple changes on the base paths with, with coaches. Players, a few players here and there have gone. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of share that goes into how the St. Louis Cardinals have went from where they went to today. But the reality of it is, is that era is over with that gentleman at the helm. And a new era has started. Mike Schild takes over. We're going to talk a little bit about Mike Schild. We're going to talk a little bit about going through a trans transition like this. We're going to talk about maybe what we would like to see from the St. Louis Cardinals going into the second half and really what we want to see from the St. Louis Cardinals as a franchise as they move forward. Because to me, this is a little bit bigger than just a couple months of baseball. And don't forget where we start the second half. Don't yes. forget that. That's right. Five. Five of them. Five games. Five of them in four days, and we're going to rock and roll. <laughs> and three forget. against the, the team that's, you know, Cincinnati <laughs> Reds in there. Yeah. Don't All right, forget. don't forget us, twobirdsonabat.com. Go to the website, subscribe to the show, absolutely free. Um, do your shopping at Amazon, a lot of people doing that as well. We'd like to uh, we'd like to invite everybody to do that. That helps us pay for our producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, everything they do for us behind the scene. Um, find us on social media. Obviously, social media has been a big part of this whole thing and, and how we stay in tune with what fans are thinking. We love, love, love the conversations. Love when you tweet at us. Uh, you know, we, we share what we think is fun stuff. Find us on Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. If you follow us and you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back. Uh, currently, right now, we're running our Facebook contest. You can find us on Facebook by typing in Two Birds on a Bat. Go to our Facebook page, like our page, and then this is where the contest takes off. Josh, tell them how they win. You win, uh, you just invite your friends and every single friend that you have that likes the page. It's going to show in the little community side in the banner uh, to the right of the Two Birds on a Bet Facebook page. Every friend, you get an entry, and we'll draw here in the next, what, couple weeks? You couple just send, weeks. Yeah, you'll send it to us here in next week or so. and We'll start on next yep. Monday telling everybody. We'll let you know when you can start sending them. Josh, yep. how are they going to send it to us? Are you going to send a – are you going to have them send it by uh, social media? Yeah, so on the Facebook page, actually, it's right below the uh, the picture of Benji and Yachty. 
it says send message and you can just send us a regular facebook message and you can screenshot it if you don't know how google it you just sit there and uh i think it's your volume button and yep. your power button take takes a screenshot of how many people like the page that you're friends with and Send it in. Once you send that to us, you're entered to win. We're going to yep. take that. We're going to produce how many entries. we got a whole thing set up here. The, the IT guys have done a wonderful job for us here. We're going to enter everybody in. And, again, if you have 10, you're going to get 10 entries. If you have 100, you're going to get 100 entries. Yep. And, again, special thanks to M4ByYachty.com, Benji and Yachty, or Melina, the, the great foundation, the, the M4 Foundation that's done so much for the wonderful people of Puerto Rico. Um, the Molina family for all that they do. And they do more than just that. It's a continuous foundation where they're always continually trying to help people, battered women, sick kids. They're doing so much, so much in the community. Uh, and again, they, they, they came through with this for us, and we do appreciate all that they do for us. Um, don't forget uh, uh, Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat Show. You can find us there as well. Uh, you can also find us on the lineupmedia.fm network, now home to Yo Radio. It's really cool. You guys got to check that out. It's a it, it's an interesting new style of internet radio station that you're going to want to have. You're going to want to go to the App Store, download Yo Radio, check it out. You're going to like it right now. It's basically got the type of music that you probably like to listen to, all the different stations and things like that. But what you're going to see kind of grow out of Yo Radio here soon, guys. They are meeting with some of the most amazing entertainers, performers, uh, influencers in communities, actors, people that you know that you want to know what's going on with them. They're going to have these stations, and what you're going to find is Yo Radio's come up with a way for these people to go live on their stations at any time. So they'll be able to let you know, hey, if you want to know what I'm doing right now, go to my station. They're, some of them will be in studio, cutting records, cutting albums, uh, jam sessions with people. Uh, it could be athletes hanging out with their boys on an airplane, going from place to place. Did I hear 50 Cent's going to be in here? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I mean, we're Snoop Dogg. There's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes with the old radio. Get if it now. He, if he is 50 cent, what am I? Hmm. Three? Three cents? Three cents. I'm a nick. I'm, I'm, I'm giving I'm myself. I'm an old dirty penny. I'm giving myself a if, lot. Hey, if Polo was in here, we just call him Peso. <laughs> Peso. No, he's Pablo. Don't ever forget Pablo. that. Pablo. So anyway, don't forget. Yo Radio, go to the App Store, download it. It's free. I you have it. Love it. You have it. It's good stuff, uh, isn't it? It's, it's really good stuff. It's good stuff. I'm I telling you. And I do it, and I use it. There should be a Molina station. There's going to be a Molina station. That's all I'm saying. People um, would want to know what's going on with Yachty. And that plane ride, when them guys are on the plane or on the bus, if, it, if they go live on there, them guys singing and dancing, it would be a good time. Especially when you guys have those parties. You didn't see the picture in Twitter of Michael S? And yeah. yeah, on the way. The that's good yeah. stuff. Well, they, they um, well, you know Yachty. He's busy right now. I don't want to get into it. Oh, I know. It. We'll I talk, talk about him. in the offseason. Yeah, I'll talk to him uh, later on, and he'll do it. So, anyway, back to back to all this. Don't forget, that those are our good friends at lineupmedia.fm. Uh, as always, again, you heard me mention our friends at Innovative Companies, innovativecompanies.com. Don't forget to give them an opportunity for your business, whether residential, commercial, or industrial. Uh, patios, thank you for your continued support. Don't forget my man Mark Marcuso down at Arlington Greens. We um, need to go play, play golf, yes, man. Yes, we do need to do that. Let's um, do this, man. I'm horrible, well, but I want right to go. Especially right now while it's 89 and not 99. But um, <laughs> but Mark's playing great golf right now. If anybody's following him and his his thing down to senior PGA, uh, doing an under, unbelievable job. The course is in tremendous shape down there. They got uh, tremendous employees. A shout-out to my man Brandon Henson. He's the son of one of my best friends and uh, avid Cardinal fan. And, 
and uh, you know he does a, a great job. And again, just a fun dude that loves uh, loves Cardinal baseball. And again, we need to uh, go to Adam Smokehouse. Yeah, man. and then after we get done playing golf, we're going to head on over to Watson Road and have our barbecue at Adam Smokehouse. Again, thanks to all of our listeners out there that like to send us pictures and and emails and 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 tweets at us and things like that. All the people that are finding Adam Smokehouse are finding what we know to be true. It's unbelievable barbecue tremendous and again i appreciate everybody saying jimbo you couldn't be more right it's the ribs man it's the ribs no matter what benji says no matter what no, steve no, says bro. no matter what you josh were, says you will not hear any ribs. complaining hey, from me i did i smoked chicken last night and put that cayenne cranberry barbecue sauce on it trey mendes i know i know eat chicken that's too healthy the grilled chicken get down here and get some ribs all right anyway say hi to mike tell him that your friends at two birds on a bat sent you and then uh, you can roll. But anyway, special thanks to all those people as they help us keep the show on the air. Okay, gentlemen, um, as we move into the Mike Shield era, we'll finish off Mike with, I want to go around the room, and I'll go first, your fondest memory of Mike Matheny. How will you remember Mike Matheny? I think I saw a lot of things on social media yesterday. Um, a lot of people that a lot of people that struggled with Mike, I think their, their, their struggle for him was is they knew him to be somebody different than they felt he was as manager. The, the image that we always had of Mike Matheny was this tough, hard-nosed catcher that was an unbelievable defensive catcher. He had a high baseball IQ, um, tough as nails, wanted to win, and but also while maintaining that character that he had. And I think for a lot of people, and I've seen this a lot, and this is, when I think of Mike Matheny, I, and, and it's a sad thing, I, the image that will stand in my mind is him with his, arm, with his hand on the Daryl Kyle jersey walking out of the dugout. And I've seen that a lot on social media. That is what I picture when I think of the man. Um, I like the stories that I hear about how tough he was and how, how competitive he was. And I think probably more for me than that is because I don't think that that came across in him as a manager. And I guess because at the end of the day that he didn't succeed ultimately at but what this did position. He, what did he say in, in one of the last things that he said there? He said that the league is getting softer and softer or have gotten softer. I mean, he knew it. Let me ask you a question. That's not the do same. Do you believe that? I do. You do? You see uh, it too? But it's not the it's not the players getting softer. It's that the league has made it that way. By not, mm, we can start another show with this, but yeah. by not letting the pitcher throw inside, by not letting the, the runners break up the double play, by not knocking out the catcher, which I'm okay with that. If the catcher is blocking the plate, kill me but if i'm not blocking the plate okay don't then slide that's just simple but by doing that they're changing the league and we've seen it i mean this right. is not something i invented right it, we're seeing it so he he has that right he's softer but it's not that he does he didn't mean the players are getting softer it's the league that is getting softer and softer trying to find ways Oh, let's make it safer. Oh, let's make it safer. It's not safer. If he, if you ask David Eckstein, he got killed almost every single time at shortstop because he wasn't a shortstop. He didn't know how to get the heck out of the way. But if you ask Robbie Alomar, he had to learn. Omar Vizquel, nobody touched those guys. You went, you even even at that time it they went. Art. Yes, even at that time you you went with the spikes up and you never touched them. Why? Because yeah. they were good How many at times it. Times that Smith There's a over reason guys. why. But now, but now we, you put Ben Sobris at yeah. second. He can play second. Now we can put Ozuna 
at second base. He might play second base. Who right. knows? And 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 then you know you can move around and, and put people in any base because no, but nothing's gonna happen. Before you had to be careful who you put at second because somebody's coming and breaking the double play. He might throw it away. You have to have a second baseman. Yep. Things yeah. like that. You know. So yeah. that's what he means. I know. I know what he means. Yeah. There's a reason why. 75% of Ozzie Smith photographs are him jumping over a guy turning a double play. Getting the heck out of the way. It, it's yep. just iconic. Isn't it that just, baseball? You don't see that anymore. No, because they don't train these guys to to do that because now they don't have to. Oh, get away. Oh, man, the, the worst part before we finish, the worst part was when I was watching Ben Soberis turning a double play the other day when they were here. And he stepped on the back, guys. He stepped back, and, and the guy was on the back, sliding right when he caught the ball. And he just stood back. He just touched the back, stood back, threw the first double play. What, is that baseball for real? No. Is that what you want to call baseball? At least not for me. I mean, they're they're trying to cut these visits like Yadi yesterday. He went out to the mound a bunch of times, and then all the, all I hear is like, oh, he has two visits left. Get the heck out of here, man. Who cares how many bits that you, you go after? If you don't want to see a four-inning game, I mean a four-hour game, don't go to the stadium. It's very simple. It's baseball, man. They need to go out there because the runner is giving the sign. Or maybe he didn't see it so good. And now you don't go out there because you have visits? Come on, man. This is not Little League. This is a major leagues. You but, know, so yeah. but anyway, so and and that's and we got of, out of it. I yeah, know, no, that's fine. But <laughs> but that's where I'll. That's the man I'll remember. And and you know, and again, uh, ultimately, he he failed as a manager here. Uh, that's not in question. Um, but I'll choose to remember him that way. Um, Steve, I'll go to you next. How will you remember Mike? I will not remember the Mike Matheny managerial era at all. It has been expunged. From my memory, the only thing I will remember is that he virtually or literally cut off his hand in 2004 and probably cost us a World Series. That's All the right. only thing. That's the only thing. All right. All right. Uh, and, he, and he looks – and I got a man crush on him. He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I Do you don't remember? Know. How old are you, Josh? 25. Yeah. So Do you I mean, remember I've been, as a player much? Uh, yeah, towards the end of his career. Dude, you yeah. shave, you shave yeah. the goatee, you might look down into the 19. Or oh, 19. I know. That, that's why I keep it on there, so that I <laughs> don't get carded every time I go to the gas station. I'm like, Jesus, all right. But, no, I mean, I remember Mike as a player. I mean, I remember he was one of my favorite catchers growing up. Like, he was one of the guys. And he was. I knew he was a leader on the Cardinals team growing up. And then to see him manage, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. No. I get to see him manage now. And I, I don't know. I mean, up until the last couple of years, he I thought he was competitive. I thought he was a very yeah. competitive manager. He what, placed the first in the division three of his seven, well, six and a half years. Yeah. I, I don't so. Okay. Benji, I mean, you know the man way better than any of us. and No, I said, man, he's an awesome person. I mean, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have nothing to say bad about him. He has... He's a, a Christian guy, which I love that too. And he's a great person, great motivator, like I said before. A guy who's always pushing you, is pushing you to, to be good. But I remember Mike here as a manager in St. Louis as two halves. Early on in, the, in his, uh, when he started, uh, I think that was the best of Mike. That was, that was truly the best of Mike. I, I mean, think we forget that you were around the man every day for a whole yep. year. 
I, yep. I think we forget that you were you you worked with Mabry mm-hmm. with the hitters in 2013. I think we forget that, don't we? Yeah, I. But I mean, uh, early on in his career, obviously, first half and second half was his ma- managing, right? Managing. So the first half, I think he did pretty good. I think he did really good, and then he started losing. Maybe, maybe because obviously this is what the media is saying. He started losing the dugouts. He started losing the the players, and he started having more problems. And media stuff started to come out more. Um, so that's how I remember. I think he's a. I think he could be. He could be helpful for somebody. I mean, you know, uh, you, sh- you should never say never. I mean, we we could go back and see Joe Torrey, and we can go back and see guys that has managed before and. And they are they became Hall of Fame with the good teams, you know, with the other teams. I should say not good team, but the other teams that he, they went over. So, and the guy in Toronto keeps having a job, and if that guy keeps having the job, anybody can manage, man. I always believe it. So, I I, I don't know, and uh, I, I think he has a good chance to to manage somewhere. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know if teams are gonna take a chance on that. After what the media made it look like here, that a lot of teams are be like, you know, careful hiring a guy like that. I mm-hmm. think, but does he deserve another chance? Yeah, he deserves another chance, man. He's a good guy. He's a good motivator. So maybe he learns too from these. Hey Jim, it's funny, you know, when you look at the manager position in a in a company, a you know a team's position on that. You know, you look at like what the the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, their motto is they're going to put their guy in there. They think they vetted him out, and they've had three coaches in the last, you know, 45 years or whatever it is, you know. So they stick with Cower or, or Tomlin or or um, Chuck back in the day. You know, do you do you want that, or do you want the Steinbrenner approach, you know, where it's, well, shit, I don't like uh, Billy Martin today. I'm going to fire him, and then I'm, I'm going to hire him, him yeah. a month later. You know, what it's do not you good. want? It's not good for the manager. <laughs> right. It's not good for the person that takes the job, but it's good for Steinbrenner. It's good for him because yeah. he's... Well, he owns it. He can do what he wants. Well, you know? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. What do you want from a fan's well, perspective? What but do, do you, you want, want your But team? do you want to take that job? Yeah, knowing that Steinbrenner's right. might just give you the hook in in two games, right? And that comes down to the personality. What yeah, but, do you want? If but, Dexter Fowler goes over four, do you want his ass on the bench, or do you say, "Hey, this is we've invested in this, this guy. This guy has a talent. We vetted him out. We know his talent. We're going to put him out there and let him ride through." Everybody wanted Carpenter shipped out. The first half. The first. 60 days of the season, Carpenter's got to get out. The guy's on pace to hit 35 bombs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's hitting 350 or 370 and, in the and, last month. And that's what we wanted. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, where is that you're never going to be able to please people? It well, not doesn't everybody. matter. Because is, you can't sell the stock at the absolute highest and you can't buy at the lowest. It is impossible. If it was possible, there'd be a lot of people that are, are billionaires well, out there. Yeah, and here's the thing. So think about this. All right, as we and move. going back to Fowler, three months or or it's different than yeah. two months <laughs> or one month. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, three months of struggle. It's like what we're seeing on uh, Fam right now. Right, Fam month, the last month for Fam, they haven't been pretty, man. More than that, probably more than that. So, yeah. I mean, well, so as we okay, so what do I want? Well, number one, I want I want my favorite team to resemble what I came to expect from them. Now, again, we kind of say this, 
depending on how old you are and depending in your fandom, you may or may not have went through a turn in Cardinal baseball like this. Some people have not. I argue that Josh Potter has not. I mean, you're how old? 25? Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything about what it was like around here in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, oh, and, I had to, and I had to live in San Antonio hey, for five years, hey, so I couldn't even watch the damn Cardinals. Because we're not good at math. What year were you born? 93. Okay, so yeah, he doesn't know. You know nothing? the 80s, bro. Yeah. That, that was a stacked team. Yeah. Ballers. Let's say it that way. I said it yesterday, too, in an interview. And then all way. of a sudden, towards the end of the 80s, it ends. And then it goes downhill in a big hurry. And then they change the game. So, again, so let's look at Let's look at where we – like, okay, so where are we today? Mike Schild takes over. Benji, we're going to start with you, and, again, you can be as open. I, I don't know how well you know Mike. I know you're in the locker room. I know, you know, you've probably met him and talked to him at different times. Um, I would say there is no doubt he's an organization, organizational guy. He's been bred for this opportunity from the organization, I would say. Would you – Characterize that as accurate? Yes, very much. Um, I, you know, I, a lot is being made of his love for George Kissel, which I think is a it, it cannot be a bad thing. It, it, it's okay. It's a good thing. I mean, but this is not going to be measured by that. This right here is his uh, his tryout. This is his deal here. This is what he's going to show what he can do to a team. Well, this how is, about this? this is, though? They said it. He's going to be here for the rest of the year. And then they're going to make up their mind if he comes back or they're going to go for somebody else. So, so pure speculation. Like though. a tryout. And this will be where we go around the room then. Pure speculation. I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go first. Does he have to, do they have to win for the guy to get an opportunity to get the job? Or does he have to show that he can implement what they would like him to do? And that is play to his strong points. And I guess what I mean by that is, is it really fair to judge Mike Schilt on whether or not this team wins the second half of the season? No. Or or should it be, listen, this is what we're trying to do here as an organization, not just a man. Okay, we got to get back to we have to play better defense. We have to, you know, we need to, you know, if you had a problem with the way the bullpen was running, if you, if you didn't like some of the moves, if you didn't like this, you didn't like this, if they were structurally wrong, if there was something fundamentally and structurally wrong with this club, is ultimately that what he will be judged on is his ability to make those corrections and then move forward? Because let's face it, I, I, I mean, again, no disrespect to anybody, but the same players are here. Now, you can make – will there be a surge because there's a new manager? Well, you'd hope so. I mean, I don't – I say all the time, I don't know, like, what what that looks like sometimes, like – do guys play better? For, I, I guess. I mean, it's it's completely possible. Or are they better than they've shown? I mean, can Dexter Fowler really be any worse? Can he can he be any worse? <laughs> okay, so it's only natural that he would have to be better, right? Right? Better or the same are your only two options if he can't get worse. I, well, so again, so I guess my thing is, is it fair to Mike Schilt to judge him on whether or not the, this St. Louis Cardinal team wins over the next three months? You know what, Jim? I, I've I've had the unfortunate uh, experience of play for a, a manager, a, a coach that guys didn't like, um, and I and I've expressed it on the show before. And, and players do play differently, you know. So that's an issue that I have. 
because it didn't affect me. I, I, I wanted to play. You know, I wasn't that good. I, I mean, I needed to take every opportunity. I wasn't going past college. So every, every time you rolled the ball out there, that was one day closer to being done really competitively. But some of these other guys don't play like that. They can't play under certain managers, under certain coaches. But my concern is this with Schilt. Why is it that him and Matheny, or maybe they were communicating, but why is it now Schilt is a completely different like message? Either Schilt wasn't doing his job and, and, and telling Mike, hey, maybe we should do this, or let me take Fowler, or let me talk to Wong, or Mike wasn't l- allowing him to do it. Either way, there's a problem if now all of a sudden the number two guy takes over and it's a different message. So where is it the breakdown in the beginning, either Mike was wrong, Mike Matheny was wrong, and not letting Schilt do something, or Schilt wasn't stepping up and saying, hey, let me help. Well, is it also possible that some of the message isn't being heard? It's possible. Sometimes you don't want to listen. Yeah. You have it right there, right next to you, and you don't want to listen. You want to do it your way, and you want to do or die your way, which is understandable, too. I mean, that's, that's his team. Right. He's the manager. So, okay, Steve-O, I get you. You got to walk that guy, but I don't want to. Uh, I think this is the best way. Let's go. Mm, I mean, that could happen, too. A lot of times it happens. It's not the right thing, but in baseball, it happens. I don't think it should be measured by what happens this year at all. Not even 1% of what this Mike Shield is going to do winning. I mean, winning. Well, I think it will be measured on how he deals with the players how he made them play, how he makes them, if they make him, if he makes them a better team out there, if he makes them um, bring back the fun again to the fans by playing good games, by playing good, by, by not making these mistakes that, that maybe the mindset of the players weren't allowing them to play as good. And that's what he needs to be measured by. And, and, and let me tell you, these guys know uh, – no, no joke. He's been in the organization. He's been with these guys, the young guys especially. He's managed them at some point in their minor league careers. And then he was a player development. And he won a, a, a George Kitzel Award, man. I mean, that's a, a really high award. That's not a joke. So uh, they know what they're doing. Let me, get, let me get Josh's opinion on this, and I want to come back to something you just said. Um, Josh, your opinion. Should Mike Yeah, I mean, me? throughout Benji's whole – you know, answer right there, a response right there. I was shaking my head like, yeah, it's not going to be win-loss. I think, and it's funny because I think the But Cardinals, it helped, Josh. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. he wins. Well, if he wins, sure. Yeah, yeah. But helps, my point but, is, but, I, yeah, I don't want. It shouldn't I don't, be. I don't think the guy should be wrongly looked at from a win-loss. I mean, I think I think the only thing that can help him is the I would hope, anyway. This, again, this is just my opinion. I don't own the Cardinals. I'm not the GM of the Cardinals. I'm not sitting here looking at what I think. I'm talking about how he should be viewed. I think he should be viewed in his approach, what he does, and by all accounts, if you listen to everybody involved, he's a good man for the job. Now, so we'll yeah. see what happens. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. no, it's, it's – and I think towards the end of Matheny's – you know, tenure here, it was kind of uh, we started to see a different team on the field. The way that they acted, the way they their approaches at the play, the way, you know, when Schilt is now, so now Schilt's in, if we see, like what we saw yesterday, the rest of this half season, regardless, if even if we end up 500, 
I think he's, he remains the manager because these guys are going to play a different way for this guy. It's still, a, it's still a same face around the dugout. And this is what I've said about a midseason firing is, well, you, if you promote within, what story really changes? But it's possible. It might be nice to have a new face at the helm. And, but if you go outside, if you go externally and hire Girardi, which is an awful choice, but Girardi... Then he's got to relearn all these guys. He's got to look back. Not that he wouldn't know a whole lot of the guys already, but he's ha- he has to relearn. He's got to meet. He's got to have that relationship other than – you know what I mean. So, well, yeah. But I think I think these players that – it's going to come down to how these players respond to S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, and how and, you know, and, they and play for And on that them. note, make no mistake about this, okay, then this is – will never change about life, Okay. The, the benefit for Mike Schilt, the, the, be, the greatest thing in the world that could happen is, is that they come out banging from the get-go. Because let's face it, you can point fingers in a lot of directions to why things were the way they were as far as like the, 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 the attitude and the, the perception. Losing does that to you. I don't care who you are. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Losing yep. will beat you down. Okay? Especially not just losing – but if you're underperforming, if you're getting your ass kicked by the Reds, that's going to be that. something that I'm, pisses listen, people yes. like Yachty off. But but make no mistake about this too, these guys are men and they're proud. Okay, they're all built a little bit differently than the average human. You have to be. You absolutely have to be. Underperforming is the biggest drag. No doubt about. It. There is nothing with, like. No, listen, I will say this. Everybody can say whatever they want about Marcelo Zuna. Okay, you can say whatever you want. You can be, you can think he has not done as well as he should have. He's you going. He's on pace to freaking a hundred yeah. RBI. Let me tell you about this guy though. Here's why I believe in Marcelo Zuna. Okay, I know enough to be. I know how hard it is. I know how easily you can. It can beat you down. Do you not see this guy? Even when he's 0 for 4, he's the first guy taking a helmet off, running down the conga line. First guy high fiving guys. First guy positive with guys. That's hard to do when you stink, okay? I promise you Benji will say. And he that, doesn't stink. Well, my point is. Jose stinks on the field, well, but, but and he's still doing the same thing. But we, <laughs> well, hang on. That's not my point. My point well, is we've got some guys that have stunk that you don't see acting like that. We've got some guys that are I, – listen, I, I think Marcelo Zuna is going to be fine. I would say we were hoping he might have a little few more extra base hits and stuff like that. And he knows that. He's not dumb. He wants to – you don't think Marcelo Zuna doesn't want to hit 35 home runs? You think he doesn't want to hit 300 and drive in 130 runs? So he knows. All listen, he can do is hit the ball hard, guys, and he has done it. That he has hits. Hey, no. he does because he's a free agent after next year. Well, but here's the thing. No, My I'm point saying, is, does, yeah. he, does he does he have he had hits? No, he haven't had hits. But over fifty percent of the balls he hits is hard. Who has that in the league? I want to know. Nobody does. So, I wanted to add so one more thing about, about Schilt real quick, though, yeah, because ahead. I have a tweet and I've completely <laughs> blanked on it. So Cardinals Magazine tweeted out, and I know it was in an interview, he said, you know, Schilt says, you know, he'll spend the break at home in North Carolina. Right. We'll meet with new coaches on Wednesday, and he plans to reach out to every single player before they play in Chicago. Like, that's the kind of guys – that's the kind of guy that – would Matheny do that? I don't know. You know, I'm saying Schilt coming in and, and, and talking to them one-on-one – Getting to know them, like not getting to know Wait them, but um, hang on a second. 
Establishing kind of like a communication line. Hang on, wait a minute. Interacting. You think when Mike Matheny got hired, he didn't reach out to every player? No, I'm saying, but this is a different situation. This is midseason. I'm saying it's nice to see. It's nice to see that he's opening the communication line with these guys early on, right before they hit five games Well, let me ask you, devil's advocate, he might have gained Fowler, but does he lose fan by batting him eighth for the first time in his career? uh, You know, is that going to be the next issue? Bader started. Bader started. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, what? Wait, no, wait, wait. Say? But Fam has nothing to say if he hits 10. <laughs> right now, he needs to no, just be it. quiet, hit 10 behind that umpire, whatever you want to put him, be quiet, have fun. Go out there, buddy. Go out there. You have a month that – it's the same with Fowler. Yeah. You can't, you can't go out and say – why do you think he, – he, he haven't come out and said anything. It's just against him. Everything has been against him, but he, he had nothing to say. What is he going to say? I want to. I want to hit leadoff. Well, that's all well, I'm saying. The is, whole city you know, doesn't want you hitting leadoff, buddy, because you're hitting 170, and it's the All Star break. What the heck? So he has nothing to say in that matter. So he needs to be calm. He needs to be quiet. He needs to come and work and keep working, getting the, himself out of the whole funk. But you got nothing to say. Okay. So on that note, this is where I was. My follow up was going. So the one thing, another thing that Mike Schill brings to this table is he's worked with some of this young talent that the Cardinals have. I think it would go without saying that once you get outside of Yadier Molina, um, the thing to hang your hat on is this quote-unquote young talent that the St. Louis Cardinals have. St. Louis Cardinals have. Um, do you think, in your opinion, does this change bode well for some of this young talent to get an opportunity over? Maybe a couple guys that aren't getting the job done? Well, we'll see in another month. That's what I always said. We'll see in another month. This July is coming to the end in August, and then you bring all the young guys out, right, for the last month. Um, if, we could, if we keep losing games and having a tough time, they might come over earlier than that, man. They might come over earlier, and they might showcase. We have some good players down in the minor leagues, and I hope people understand that. Because those pitchers we have in AAA, they could be here pitching. Easy. They could be here pitching and doing what other teams have, a number five and a number four starter. These guys could be, could be coming here and do the same thing. And we have outfielders options, and we have wisdom that I, if I were his agent, I would be in, mo, in most butt, get me the heck out of here. This is me, right? This is my opinion. I I don't want him out. I want him in in the in I the don't Cardinals. Under, I don't understand the wisdom thing. Okay, uh, but if I'm his agent, I'll be get the heck out of here. Get well, me yeah, out but right on that now. Note, but wait a minute. Today, um, but they made him available to every team. Nobody took him. Okay, all right. But, I mean, they but, did. But I'll be still trying. Yeah, I know that. But I, that's what I don't understand is how did it I, again? I, I mean, I'll be I, I'll be still trying to. Can't get Can't you think of ten teams right now that you're looking at going? What? Why did you not claim him? Yep. Why in the world would you not claim a 30-home run hitting third baseman at AAA? Now, again, these scouts are all smarter than all of us, I guess, and they see something that they don't. They're not. (laughs) I love it. They're not. Uh, Don't don't get fooled. But but I'm with you, like, Wisdom and and, and Tyler O'Neill pretty soon. I mean, I know he didn't have success here, I mean, so much, but but pretty soon he's going to be like, hey, I I want in. Do you do something or get me the heck out? 
Well, he's another one. Isn't his day coming? How old is he? I mean, he's got to be a, a Rule 5 guy here coming up soon, doesn't he? Who is that? Tyler O'Neill, isn't he? I mean, they have to protect no. him. No, he's on the 40-man. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, on the yeah. So right, if you're yeah, not yeah, on the 40-man, right. then yeah. yeah they yeah, can pick fine. you up. But yeah. no, I, I, I'm just saying because they're good. Yeah, but I'm I, saying in overall they're good. Moreno, Moreno or Mercado or somebody, Mercado, I saw their numbers and the catcher. That catcher, I don't know how to say it. Kisner, Nitzer. Kinsner? Yeah, Kinsner. 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 The hot dogs. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you can, I mean, that guy's good, man. That guy's good. So those yep. kids, remember, the league is tough because they'll have you as a prospect for until you're 26, and then when you turn 26, oh, you're too old. Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? Come on. Yeah. Give, give me a chance when I'm 22 then. You know what I'm saying? But that's baseball. So if I'm the agent... Of those guys, Dakota Hudson, all those kids that are being pitching good Smith that threw a good, I'll be like on their butts. Hey, off topic, Jim, you might have an uh, um, an opinion on this too. Okay, is there enough talent out there for expansion? Well, they're saying that they like to try to do expansion to bring, I guess, more. All, I don't know. Portland is one of them. So how does Nashville not have a baseball team? They have a Triple A team. Who? Yeah. Nashville. Yeah. Nashville Sound, it's the yeah. Oakland A's. I know, I know, but yeah. that's my point. They go I, by fan base, though. I know, but that's my point. Nashville's like one of the most. I mean, I, if you're going to ask me, I mean, Nashville, Vegas, Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas <laughs> that's, City a that's a joke. That's a joke. Omaha. <laughs> um, LOL. Uh, LOL. <laughs> I don't think you, fan base is there in Omaha. Portland has Portland. a great yeah. one. Yeah, Portland. Uh, Indianapolis is a borderline. I mean, you got to think that there's enough talent out there, right, for two more teams? Well, but hang on, but here's the but deal. But the league, the league power and the league number-wise will go down, man. Remember when Colorado came in? Yeah. It happens every every time they do expansion, the offense goes The up, league right? goes down because more younger and younger guys that has no business being in the major leagues, they will be in the major league uniform. Yeah. So it'll but, be But it'll you got to think, you got to think with – you know, at guys at the age of 31, when they're casting them aside and 32 saying you're too old for this league, you know, that, you know, there's got to well, be room for expansion. Listen, listen, Jimbo, I'm going to tell you this. Steve, the reason. Uh, <laughs> no, I went like this. Yeah. You didn't see me. Oh, you're pointing at me. Jimbo. Holy shit, what'd I say? <laughs> no, I said, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you this before I forget, and I think I did, but. Uh, what were we talking about? Expansion. Yeah, <laughs> guys yeah, yeah. being old. Oh, no, yeah, guys being old. That's the freaking the biggest dumbass excuse that an organization can tell a kid. All right? And you know it better, you know, you've been in the old school baseball. Yeah. How were the veterans? The veterans were from 30 to 35 to 36, 37. That was the veterans. And every team had two or three guys like that, and they were really good. But guess what? The veterans get paid a little, long, a little more. So now they have to pay these young guys long, four years, five years, da 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 da. When he's young, right? All these young guys, they pay these big bucks, and then they have the good guys, which is Trout, Pujols, Upton, guys like that, that gets paid so much, they can't have the veterans. It's not that they're too old; they're making that as an excuse to get them out, so they can have young guys and and manage their budget. Don't you notice that? Follow the money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I notice it's so clear. Why Why wouldn't you want to have a Jermaine die when he was 31? Or, or, or Randy Wynn when he was 32? 
33. No, you can't have him because he's six million dollars. You want to get that five million of that to the main guy, and then you want to have that million for the young guy. I mean, that's just so obvious. But they put a label on them. Oh, they're too old. Get the heck out of here. They're not too old. You just don't want to pay those guys because you want the young guys and you can get your main guys the big bucks. I mean, that's how, that's what, that's how it happens. Go go through all the teams and you'll see. Well, you know, and again, I, the baseball, you know, you remind us all the time it's a business. It's a business, and that's what I'm saying. But and don't say don't say they're too old. Yeah. 33, then, then Ozzie Smith will never be a superstar. Right. Well, looks, in, the, in these years, Ozzie Smith right. would have been gone. Gone. Well, well, from a business standpoint, if you look at it, I think the tack that they want to take is, look, there are certain guys out there that absolutely, in our opinion, are still viable players. But we now want to go backwards and we want to pay you for what we think you're going to do versus what you have done. No, the, the sad part for me, yeah. Jimbo, yeah. is that they value you first from the money standpoint they have and the budget before they, they value you as a baseball player. That's what this game is going to. I, I'm going to say, hey, Steve-O, oh, well, how much is Steve-O? Six million. Holy crap, I cannot afford him. Ah, but he's worth seven. He's a great player. No, but we can afford him. See, they value you before you're good. They value you with what they can have or what they can't. Business first. Then they go, oh, shoot, we can afford it. Well, remember, in the, remember through all of Tony's years here, what was the one position that we constantly had turnover at? It was second base. I mean, we had a short stint where Fernando Vina was here. But for the most part, baller, we were rolling guys in and out at second base because, and it was pretty well known, the Cardinals had a monetary value put on second base and felt like we can go get, and you know what? And it kind of worked for them for a while. I mean, they would go out and get Ronnie Belliard or Miles, or My, you know, and, and you know, they, they, Nick Punto. I mean, they would roll guys in and out of here. I would take those three guys you just said, not Miles, but the other guys anytime today. Descalso. Because of the way they played the game. I would take the Descalso, too. Because of the way they played the game? And they kind of value that guy in a different way, too. It's hard for us to be talking here and because we, we're going to have to throw somebody under the bus. And we don't want that. Right. But the way I see things, there's less and less baseball IQ in the, in the big leagues. Less and less baseball IQ. Watch the game carefully for the Cardinals. Watch the game. And how many times do you see, if you have a third hitter, fourth hitter, uh, a five hitter, a six hitter, swing it at a first pitch, I'll get it. They might put it on the seat. It's okay. Yeah, take a chance. But when you have an eighth hitter, eighth hitter, seventh hitter, swing it at a freaking first pitch, and the pitcher's coming after you, and you're hitting under 200. Seriously, is that baseball IQ? Seriously, somebody just wake me up and tell me that's a freaking baseball IQ right there. That's a killer. That's a killer. I mean, and we see it. How many times we've seen it? And not with one guy. We're not here to throw anybody under the bus. Not with one guy. I've seen it with two or three guys in our club that don't understand that the pitcher's freaking hitting after you, buddy. Waka haven't even got a cup of water from that long inning, and you already one out down, and the pitcher's coming next. 
let's get the DH. I've been begging for that now for a couple months. Well, here's I'm just saying the baseball IQ and the, the the baseball IQ is going lower and lower. That's why when you say those names, yep. those guys know what the heck they're doing. And those, they, and those they all names. hit like in the eighth hole. But I got an IQ that I'm going to tee up to you because you had a little Twitter uh, war over the weekend. Yeah. Brian Kenny. Yeah. How about that? Let's let's talk about his baseball oh, IQ. Man, you're going to have – Benji's going <laughs> to go through the roof here. You better be real. <laughs> Josh oh. hasn't even brought up his name that was going to set Benji Hey, we fire. haven't even talked about it. No, no, but Brian Kenny doesn't – he doesn't get me uh, fired up. The only thing I, I thought he was idiotic from him was when I said Jeff Kent to him, right? I send it a tech, uh, uh, Twitter, and I say, hey, man, well, you saying Chase Utley is a Hall of Famer. You said it, Hall of Fame. I said, how about Jeff Kent? And he wrote back to me and said, no, with a bunch of O's. I want to know what the hell. And I asked him. I said, come on, educate me. Tell me why not. 377 home runs, most by a second baseman, uh, 290. Chase Utley, 270. Uh, Two-something home runs for Utley. I mean, 2,500 hits. 2,400 hits, and, and Utley doesn't even get to 2,000, and you're saying, see what I mean? Yeah. So I was trying to make him tell me, but he quit. Well, he that, never wrote me back. When he doesn't have an like, my, he still has yet to answer me. And, and I said, okay. I, I agree with him. I said, okay, if we're just going to use war for the Hall of Fame, then why do they need you? Why do they need the baseball writers to vote for the Hall of Fame? Okay. I, 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 I threw my hands up. I give up. I give up. If everybody's going to look at war, then why do they need you? I, I guarantee you the Hall of Fame can hire a guy to look at a spreadsheet. So what in the hell do we need the baseball writers for? And I went on and on and on about it, and I said, the baseball writers are there because they, quote, unquote, supposedly are supposed to watch the teams, watch the games. These things that they are calling negligible, they're supposed to watch those, and those are supposed to matter. So if you're not going to do that, then why do they need you? No answer. Listen, Crickets. I want to I want to throw this in before you keep going, Jimbo. Um, well, we're about done. I'm poking the hornet's nest right now. No, but listen, I want to just. Well, we're throw about this. out of time, so we got to go. <laughs> no, oh, but I, I just wanted to throw this before we go. Listen, if you have players that played and got dressed and hit, bunt, run. Then you have pictures of pitch. You have Hall of Famers that had great careers. And all those guys think a player is a Hall of Fame value. How in the freaking world a guy who has never put a uniform on or never have a chance to throw a sinker or never had a chance to get hit in the middle of the back with the ball or never had to hit Nolan Ryan when he was wild or Randy Johnson when he couldn't throw a strike. How in the world those guys say that those kids are not Hall of Fame value? That's the only thing I want somebody to explain to me why. Why do these guys I can tell you that could never that never did play ball I can tell you why. can say no, but the players that play I the can, game, yes. I can tell you why. Do you want do you really want to know the answer? I want the truth. You want the uh, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Son, we live in a world that has stats, and these stats need to be validated. Validated by people with pencils. Who's gonna do it? You, Mr. Catcher, you, Mr. Manager? I can tell you. 
You Brian were, hey. Kenny said that clutch hitting was on thin air. Yeah, he said it didn't matter. Now hey. you tell me any any manager out there if he doesn't want a clutch guy or not. I hey. brought that up with bow ties and and sweaters the other day, yeah. a month ago. Hey. So it's this simple. You want to know why? Because the Oakland A's won what twenty one games in a row once. That's why. That's what this has all come to. Because we have fans who actually say players Brad have no. Best. Because, and they're no. and they're freaking winning again. Hey, because <laughs> players have no idea what they're talking about. They should just play because they don't understand. And I and and it just floors me. It because we've created. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I can get a crack staff from what I'm learning. I can get a crack staff of mathematicians. I mean, I, we have a I mean, we have a whole IT. I mean, we have a whole team here building all these things that are just complete. And a few of them are are really into this. And they'll tell you. Well, we can put together a formula to make any guy a good player. <laughs> you just tell me what he does well, and we'll value that a little bit higher than these other things. We'll make him look like a great player. So my question is, so the who who put in what's valued? Okay, and again, when you get to the defensive metrics, there's still a human element to that one. Hey, by the way, you keep going with that and tell him that I want to know why Fred McGriff, Carlos Delgado, uh, Mike Mussina, Omar Vizquel, well, they're, they're still on the ballot, but some of the guys that have fallen out, just ask him why are they not in there. Is That's Vizquel all not I in yet? Know. No. How's Vizquel not in? I don't know. How is that? <laughs> Two because th- evidently. 2,800 evi- hits. 2,800. How is not in? I don't know. With the it's 20, a cr- 20, 20 gold glove, how many? <laughs> listen, I, I'm telling on, you. I, I'm telling you. It's a joke. I'm telling you that there needs to be, there should be a check and balance committee for the Hall of Fame, and it should consist of Hall of Fame members, and if you do something stupid, you should have your vote taken away. Like, for instance, the two guys that didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr. should have their ballot taken away. So, how come... Or Kyle Rickham, who was that guy? None of them. There's always some some guy out there that says... Here's what I want to do. I want to try to get these guys, and believe me, I'm no wordsmith, and I'm I'm a bumbling idiot half the time when I'm on here. But how come we don't judge those guys about their job? They got spell check every time Bernie Miklas goes um on the air or uh whatever he does. You know how come he doesn't get graded off? You know, hey, sit him down. He had four ums yesterday. He had 15 words misspelled. That spell check had Who's to do. Who's the guy that misspells words? Was it Bob I'm Nightingale? down with you. No, the one that... no, it's John Heyman. John Heyman on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but oh, I love that guy. That guy, pretty, yeah. that guy is pretty. That guy is pretty even. I I heard him for a while, and I've been paying attention to him. But but Brian Kenny, holy Mosey. Yeah. I I don't know what that guy. And he was a guy from ESPN. Keith or? Law is the yeah. Well, yeah, they both are. But Keith Law is the other one that's right there with him. And I'm telling you, I've, he's taking some crap from the, people. The bottom man. line is, you can't compare. You know, numbers are numbers. You can't compare generation to this generation. You can't compare Ozzie Smith to Derek Jeter. Okay, it, it, it two totally different eras on how baseball game was played in two different stadiums. Player. Two different stadiums. But here's the deal. I think you got to look at it and you go, okay, during any given ten year period or whatever it is. Who is your first and second person that you're starting at that position? And if that person comes up for 10 years, he's a Hall of Famer. 
That's, he is. That's he how should, it used to wait, be viewed before he's the not a Hall of Famer. 21 game. He should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, should it, be. They don't see you it You tell way. me who you're starting at shortstop in the American League. And, and you know, this is the same guy. Right? Back yeah. then, right? Yeah. Brian right, Kenny. Listen, every t- I got to listen to people tell me how awful Derek Jeter was defensively at shortstop. But I can tell you right now, every team in the league would have took him. He had no range. But listen, listen to this. Brian Kenny is the same guy that would say Arenado is not an MVP because he plays in, in Colorado. Yeah, they want it's to the discount. the same guy that would say Arenado is not an MVP because he played in Colorado. So take those 27 championships away from Yankee Stadium because you put Posada or Bernie or whoever – or whoever, even Jeter, you put him in another team in St. Louis or in a team like Angels with a big stadium that the ball doesn't fly anywhere. You think Jeter has an inside-out swing anywhere other than Yankee Stadium? Come on, buddy. Come on. So don't tell me that Arenado is not the MVP for the last two seasons. Don't tell me that because he deserves it. I don't care where you play because take away all those home runs that Stanton hit in in a Yankee Stadium then because that's a joke. That stadium is a joke, and it's coming from a player. I love the stadium in the outside. I love the stadium in the inside, the history, whatever you want to talk. But I'm talking about wait, as wait a, a hitter. If it's a joke if you're behind the batter's box. If yeah. you're in the batter's box, it's a dream. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I, I would have loved to play there. My career, my career would have been 250, maybe home runs, if I played there. Yeah. Because I hit the ball deep most of the time, but I played in three teams that the stadium was really far, the 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 you know the the wind, the, the thick air, and all that stuff. But they don't count that. They count. Oh, he had five hundred homers. Uh, where did he play? Oh, those guys are okay, but Arenado because he plays in Colorado. That place huge. The ball flies, but that place is huge. It's awesome, and I love I I I, I love to hate that guy because. How the hell do you say uh, that Arenado is not an MVP because of a stadium? Seriously, that's a joke, man. That's a joke. You cannot say that. I mean, the Yankees guys who should never have an MVP then because of where they play. Or, I mean, I'm saying the Yankees, that's the first team that comes. How about the Cubs? You think Ryan Sandberg would have hit that many home runs as a second baseman in, the, in uh, St. Louis? Nope. Or or anywhere in the in the in the league, you know. Remember that has how the, big Bush Stadium was? Oh, four fourteen to center. How about hey. Washington? That stadium, the old school Washington. Yeah. That's like from here to, you know, Illinois or whatever. Oh no, we're in Illinois, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are today. Hey, but listen, that's what I'm saying. You cannot judge that. You still have to get up there and hit. Yeah. How many times you court Kabat? How many times you use steroids? I, I saw many of my friends using steroids, and they went from seven home runs to six, from seven home runs to ten. Isn't steroids supposed to give you 30 home runs? No, that doesn't work like that, buddy. Still got to hit it. Hey, Still got to hit it. I'll never forget, in 1987, Jack Clark hit 35 home runs for the St. Louis Cardinals. In 100, he only played 131 games. Okay, He hit 35 home runs. And when he signed with the Yankees, I'll never forget. I was devastated. Okay? And I'll never forget. I saw an article written, and I and I mean, I love baseball. You were devastated with the Cardinals that didn't sign him, yes, right? Yes, I was devastated. Oh, that's what I thought. I cut this ar- I cut this quote out because this guy said, "What are they thinking? Do they think they can just easily replace Jack Clark?" He goes, "At 
asking Jack Clark to hit 35 home runs at Bush Stadium is like asking somebody to run a four-minute mile in a flak jacket and a pair of combat boots. It was the great – me, said. It was the rider. He goes, asking me to run a four-minute mile. Yeah, but the you numbers know. guys don't see it that way. You know, I, it. so I, I, I just don't – you know, listen, we – it just drives me nuts sometimes when we take the numbers and we use them to try to discount a person of who they are or we try to make them something they're not. And again, they're underlying and people say it tells you a story and does all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. I, I, okay, I, I understand that. But you can't tell me that the guys that played at that level don't understand the stuff that it takes and how it really works versus the perception to us. And you're just never – I'm never going to believe that. No, so. I'm, I'm not with the whatever, whoever votes in stuff. I mean, I, I, I had enough with those guys. I don't think they're even kill. I don't think they're doing the right job like you, Jimbo, like you said. I, take the vote away from those guys that don't know what the heck they're doing. If you put Bagwell in, you got to put Carlos Delgado, and you got to put Fred McGriff. That's the first thing. That's the first thing automatically by you putting freaking – um, but but Bagwell was part of the Killer Bees. I know they had national media playing, notoriety. And Fred, Fred McGriff playing in an expansion Magri- Tampa Bay, Listen, Toronto, which is a nice hitting field. You want Who gives a crap? Hey, you want me to tell you what's wrong with Fred McGriff? Why he's not in? Because he supported Tom Amansky, and he's a child molester. <laughs> That's why. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he shouldn't be in, but color, <laughs> and that's a joke because no, no, I have, it's, I'm just I'm drawing kidding. a conclusion. Yeah, but he's being actor. No, but I, I, I'm just kidding. But, but the the Carlos Delgado, watch his number. Look at his number compared to Bagwell. How close they are. You did not want to face either of those guys in a clutch situation. How many times did Delgado Delgado it? A bunch. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, we kind of really got off track here. The truth yeah, of the we, matter is, we did a little bit, huh? Yeah, oh, that's fun. Listen, that's what they should fun. be in the Hall of Fame. I know, but here we go. Let's get let's finish off the show with this. Okay. Congratulations to Mike Schilt. We wish Mike Matheny nothing but the best. Okay. Absolutely wish him nothing but the best. Mike Schilt um, should be given every opportunity to show what he can do. I hope that he absolutely puts his stamp on this team for the next few months to show what his voice looks like uh, or, or sounds like and then looks like on the field. Um, I'm happy for the man to get an opportunity. Um, you know, just being a baseball guy that loves, you know, the, the, the fundamentals and, and stuff of the game, I, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that he's he is a Kissel disciple, that he – I like the – you know, again, I like that romantic side of it. I like the whole he keeps a black book of – Things and he revisits every night. What would George Kissel do? And all that. I love that kind of stuff. So I'm nobody's pulling for this guy more than me. I hope he. I mean, I hope he's the manager for the Cardinals for the next twenty years and they go off on a run of success. Um, Fans shouldn't dismiss him right away and think that next yeah. year is going to be automatically a new manager either. Yeah, I hope you know. We don't do that. That, I mean, yeah. listen, I, I I've always said this. I think. You know, you can fan however you want to fan, yeah. but I'd like to think that, that people are going to give him a real opportunity here and support him. And again. I think it's easy right now. I don't think the media will once he loses three in a row. You know, well. But the people that knows the game and the people that understands the game, yep. yeah, they might give well, him a shot. Well, I, I think he's definitely going to be okay for a while from my from our Twitter friends only because they, they were so adamantly against Mike that anything is better than that. The truth of the matter is, um, you know, win or lose, the guy has to be given an opportunity to implement whatever it is 
that he brings to the table. So I hope uh, I hope uh, he does well because at, in the end, um, you know, I've said on the show many times that while I didn't think Mike was the greatest manager and. I, you know, it's funny, Steve and I still to this day laugh about some of the text messages I used to send him years ago about things with Mike. But the truth of the matter is, all I've ever said was, while he might be a problem, he's not the biggest problem. And that's just my opinion. So we'll see what happens. Because well, you, when you have your captain out there in the media saying that too, and saying that who's to blame, you've been saying it, and we've been saying yeah, it all I mean, along. I thought, the yeah, players yeah, I mean, make a Joe Torre, or the players don't make a Joe Torre. Here's how I'm going to end the show, because I'm glad you brought that up. I would be willing to bet that a minimum of 95% of all the people that are the quote-unquote silent minority, or the loud minority, I'm sorry, okay, would say that that comment by Yachty was pure bullshit. He doesn't believe <laughs> one word of that. So let me ask you a question. Does Yachty truly believe that they got that man fired? Of course. Every player will tell you the same thing. When they fire anybody, we all, we all when we have our meeting, I mean, I did that before. I've never been on a, on a team where the, the guy was fired. I, I've been in a coaching team when the team uh, fired the manager, uh, but it wasn't because of the players underperforming. It was something else, but... Every single guy that you talk to and somebody gets fired, they all say the same thing, and, in, and I believe it because I feel that way. If I don't perform to my capability, how in the world am I going to feel good that Mike got fired? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, don't, I, I believe it. Well, uh, and that's why I wanted to ask you that because, you know, you, you wonder sometimes how much is said just for show. But you know what? Again, um, in the end, Mike Hey, what show- was the word that you were going to get me fired up? Don't save it for the next because you're gonna have. No, I know. Okay, so just real quick. Sorry, I know, I know, I know. We gotta gotta go. go. We gotta go. But no, I I was gonna talk to you guys about Alex Rodriguez being uh, (laughs) mentioned as a coach. We'll come back to that's ever another show. (laughs) I, uh, you're gonna get it. You're gonna send him through the roof. Well, that's gonna do us for here. Do it for us. That's gonna do it for us here today on Two Birds on a Bat. Again, um, congratulations to Mike Schilt. We wish nothing but the best for Mike Matheny. Um, you know, have no doubts that he will move on and and do something and 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 do it well. Um, you know, he's a good man. Um, I appreciate uh, his effort. Uh, again, I didn't always see eye to eye with him on his decisions, um, but who does? I'm not going to see eye to eye with anybody on other decisions because I'm always going to wonder. Well, what about this? What about that? And it is really, really easy to always assume that when something is done and it doesn't work out that what we would have done would have made a difference because um, that's just easy. I mean, that's, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. So, But I wish him well, but I'm uh, more interested now as uh, I love the Cardinals, and um, I'm more interested now, I think, as our panel is to see what Mike Schilt brings to the table. Um, the only thing we want is for the Cardinals to win and do well and be successful, get an opportunity to get in the playoffs, and have a, a realistic chance at a World Series title. And, again, I think Cardinals teams in the past have proven to us that what – just get in, and, and we'll see what happens. Now, sometimes that mentality is not good enough for fans, and I understand that as well. I've been in that same boat, I, really, seriously. I, you know, I want to sign big free agents. I want to trade for big guys because it feels good and it makes you feel confident that you have a chance. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you never know who, when the next David Freeze is going to step up, or the next David Eckstein is going to help you win a World Series, or or just you know, on and on and on with some of the great things that have happened in the game of baseball in general. And for me, 
um, you know, I, I'm excited about the Mike Schilt thing. I, 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 I'm, I, there's a part of me that feels a little guilty about that because um, I don't believe for one minute that, that Mike Matheny was the only issue down there. But the, but the truth of the matter is is that what we have today is a new manager and we have a, uh, an opportunity to ride that excitement and that momentum and that energy for a little bit here and see if it can get us back on track. And that's what I'm hoping happens. And we'll just go from there and see what happens. But congratulations to Mike. And again, um, by all the things that I, I've read and heard and talked to, and obviously with some of the help uh, from insight from guys like Benji, hopefully the guy is, is, is the answer for this team. And I hope he is judged by how he does it. And again, uh, I'm excited. So Great stuff, as always, from our panel. Special thanks to Benji Molina from the M4Bayati.com seat today, not hotline as he was in studio. Of course, uh, Josh Potter, um, our Art City Media uh, spokesperson, and, of course, uh, the one, the only, Steve Flowers. Steve-O does a, does a great job. Again, I, you know, he's, not only is he one of my best friends, but I enjoy doing this show with him. It's something that we've, you know, we love Cardinal baseball. We've attended some of the greatest Cardinal games in history together, and it's just been a, a, almost a labor of love. Um, I want to remind you to check us out at twobirdsonthebat.com. Subscribe to the show there. It's absolutely free. Do your shopping through Amazon there and help us out. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Find us on Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, if you follow us and you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Type in Two Birds on a Bat. Find our, our, you know, click on that. You'll go to our Facebook page. If you have not liked our Facebook page, like it. Um, you can also follow it, and then you'll always uh, see our post. The other thing you can do there is is invite your friends. Uh, there's a contest going on right now. Um, for every one of your mutual friends that likes our page, you're going to get one entry into a contest for an autographed Marcelo Zuna jersey confident, or, or compliments of Benji and Yadi or Molina and all the gang at M4ByYadi.com. Um, we'll be asking you to send us in a screenshot of, uh, of that picture that shows how many of your friend, mutual friends like uh, two birds on a bat Facebook page, and then you'll get that many entries in for it. So again, whether you've got 10 or a hundred, you're going to have an opportunity to win this Jersey. As long as you send us the screenshot that is going on right now. So get to it, get to inviting friends. And um, I'm sure you'll, you, somebody out there is going to enjoy that Jersey. I promise you. And special thanks to Josh for putting that together. Um, you know, you can find us on Instagram as well, Two Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, social media, as I just mentioned, is such a big part of what we do. Great Facebook groups out there, Rally Squirrel, Dot com is a great one. St. Louis Cardinals fans, fans of Yachty or Molina, St. Louis Cardinals crew. St. Louis Baseball Cardinals is a big group. St. Louis Cardinals Nation. The STL Cardinals is a good one. Friends who like St. Louis Cardinals true fans. Baseball heaven, Cardinals country, everything STL sports. Great stuff. My man, Chris Lawless. Um, hope things are going well for you, my friend. Uh, Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7, been with us for a long time and has always supported what we do. Uh, I'm enjoying the Cardinals 24-7 podcast. Um, Ron does a great job. Also, Team of Rivals podcast, great concept. Cardinals and Cubs podcast, just a tremendous idea. Um, Birds on the Black, C70. There's some great people out there doing some amazing things. Check out all the great Cardinal podcasts and all the great Cardinals Facebook pages. Get involved in the discussion, man. There's a lot of fun stuff going on out there. Um, I do. I, I, I encourage everybody to do so. Um, special thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Mark Marcuso, Arlington Greens. Get down to, to Granite City and check out the wonderful golf course that's kind of you know what i call the hidden jewel here in the metro east again course is in great shape great staff uh mark's a tremendous guy if you're looking for lessons he does an awesome job if you're looking for just a guy to sit around and tell old war stories with mark's got him uh, and again the course is in tremendous shape very affordable 
Um, you know, you need to get out there. If you have a tournament you want to get scheduled, go see Mark. He does a great job helping organizations and programs make money um, with their golf tournaments. He's run, you know, he's done it for a long, long time. In our book, he's tied for first. So get down there and check it out. I know you'll enjoy it. Uh, head over to Adam's Smokehouse and get some barbecue, whether it be uh, tomorrow, the next day. The next day doesn't really matter. Get over there and get some barbecue. Watson Road, they do a tremendous job over there. Everything's really good. You guys know I'm partial to the ribs. You've heard Steve talk about the chicken and the sauce. Uh, Benji, I know, love the brisket and the salami and the sides. I mean, it's just it's an amazing thing to be able to go somewhere and be able to get multiple things, and every one of them you can't stop talking about. So that's our friends over at Adam's Smokehouse. Again, we couldn't do the show without Randy and Stephanie Green and all the gang over at InnovativeCompanies.com. They do such a tremendous job for us uh, as far as their support of the show. We want to support them as well, and we're asking you whether your job's residential, commercial, or industrial. If you need the construction team, the heating and electric team, I'm sorry, the heating and cooling team, the electric team, and now the plumbing team. They are there to help you with your needs. Get Randy involved early in the process. He can save you time, energy, and most importantly, money. He's a man of his word, folks. That has gone away in our society, but not with Randy Green. InnovativeCompanies.com. Special thanks one more time to LineUpMedia.fm for their continued support. Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, our producers. Uh, guys, LineUpMedia.fm is where it's at. They're the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Now home to Yo Radio. Go download it in the App Store. You're going to enjoy this radio station. It's uh, it's growing every day. There's new stuff coming online. I've seen what's going on behind the scenes. You're going to want to get in on it. Go download it absolutely free. Leave them a review. They would greatly appreciate it. For all the gang here at Two Birds on a Bat, let's go birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.